Fat Pod, episode 187. If we named our podcast like Friends Names Their Episodes, this would be called The One with Chris Jericho. Why? Because Chris Jericho's going to be on the podcast. What? Later when? on today. And by today, I mean later on in this episode. Even though that is technically today when we record this. But so he's on his way here. No. No, that's not, not true at all. Man's on the phone. Oh, shit. Yep. Man is on the phone. Uh, it is, uh, uh, no, not August. <laughs> Close. Good start. November 30th, 2017. My name is Warren. Brando is here, and that's it. Again. Mm-hmm. There's only two of us, three with Chris. That's true. I think I think Scotty was just a little starstruck, so he didn't want to, you know, true. he was a little nervous about getting here. No, apparently his, uh, his parents were out of town for four days. Uh-huh. Period. Yep. <laughs> that's 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 why he's not here today. Right. Which I don't. Yep. Okay. He's gonna have uh, donairs for four days straight. Is what he told me. Which sounds like a hell of a plan. Yeah. That you know we make but fun of him got, a lot. But... You got money to spend on four days worth of donairs. You got money to spend on a goddamn cab to get over here. Is all I'm saying. That's true. You know what? He's just he's a he's a he's a quitter. Can't rely that's on true. him. Man quits. Thick again. That's what he does. Yes. That's what he does. Uh, Boris legitimately has. You know, a family yes. to provide for, and he's going to school. And, and the family and, is in town. Right. And the so school that, is in town. That makes sense. Yeah. His but wife can make him donors. Scotty's got no excuse. The young man has a blind date coming up at some point. Oh. He texts me, he's like, hey, I got a blind date, except I know what she looks like. Okay. So then it's not a blind date at all. <laughs> it's a blind-ish think, date. I, you can, yeah, you, I think you can still call it a blind date if it's like the first time you're meeting. It's true. Because you're going in blind, like not, yeah. not you. You know what they look like, but you don't know what they're like. Right. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, but you're right. Like one eye, one eye closed. I understand. He went to uh, to a hockey game earlier this week with yep. the good commissioner Ty Loney. So I think that's fucking. So he's trying to cheat somehow. Yeah. There. It's gonna, well, he does that, and then he no shows the show. Something's going on. I, uh, I I I'm pretty sure he's gonna need to take Loney out for. A lot of dates before uh, Loney's going to be able to justify putting that belt on. He's usually a couple picks behind. That's true. That's true. He's going to need a lot of help to get him anywhere near conversation. Although it is screw job season. It's true. It is. Um, and Scotty did win. He did win the first ever Sabot Picks Championship. So. That's true. That while, he has, had while he has slid down the old power rankings mm-hmm. of four. Yep. Um. He was at once one point the king, so we can't take that away from him. I think we've all we we can say that for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but but apartment three sixteen has really dominated. It's true. It's been granted we have twice the uh, twice the amount of chances. Sure, that thing sure. Spe- that thing will just spend months on our yeah. shelf. Yeah, I mean if if Colton Kelly put in his picks regularly, yeah, then it would be maybe. A little different, but no, 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 it's all good. We'll continue to dominate. I still got to go get that thing. Boris hasn't given me that yet. Oh, for fuck's sake. He's just hoarding it, keeping it for himself. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's only fair that you have to go get it, considering we true. just kept it the whole time. He didn't he come get it. Yeah. He didn't come get it. Well, I did give it to him the day before. Right, so we got to have it for one day. For one day. And then he did put the side plate on it as well. So. Well, and I guess he's got to have it for much more than one day now. It's true. Just not when it belongs to him. That's all. Uh, what's new with you, Brando? Mm, not a whole heck of a lot, Warren. I just nope. got, uh, as usual, I just walked in off uh, the work shift, and 
Boy, are my everything tired. Mm. What'd you do today? Uh, well, I uh, went and did a story about someone who crashed into a bunch of mailboxes a while back, and now the people can't get their mail. <laughs> apparently, there's no there's plan in it. place for that. <laughs> can't put it anywhere, so it's just going back to the post office. Yeah. Uh, and then I went and did some live hits at the old uh, Maple Laughs game featuring okay. the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Uh, who uh, we're already at this point down two nothing. So mm-hmm. that game's probably going to be a hundred to nothing for Toronto. Yep, most likely. Itch in the pride. That's right. You weren't. Uh, you weren't with the toys today. That wasn't. I you. wasn't with the toys. That's a shame. Yeah, looked I would like have rather. I would have rather been with the toys. Honestly, looked like, looked like a lot of fun. They were yeah. playing uh, table hockey, little little bubble hockey. Well, because you do these 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 live hits, and then you have like half an hour of downtime hmm. to just walk around and play with toys. Yes. Whereas where I was doing my hit for half an hour, you just sit there out of the way because it's so goddamn crowded. Fucking Maple Leafs chants going on everywhere. Weather's not even nice enough for the ladies to be dressing scantily either. No. So you got you don't even have the views. Although to you enjoy. get the you get the like the ice girls and stuff. Like, That's true. Wiggling their booties at you. That's true. Yeah. You see that camera they want. Mm. Like this is how I'm gonna launch my career. <laughs> um, anything else? Hmm. <laughs> I went and saw a movie. What movie did I go see? I went and saw uh, The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. Mm, How was that? Uh, It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, If you haven't seen it, it's not at all probably what you're expecting based on the trailers. Because the trailers make it really look like Taken, Mm. uh, where it's like an action movie, a revenge movie. This is a revenge movie, but it is very slow. Very slow pace. There's only Mm. like three action sequences in the whole thing. And it is just as much about the bad guy as the good guy. He's a methodical man, that Jackie Chan. That's right. He, he doesn't work fast. And uh, speaking of movies, I got uh, tickets for Star Wars That's for right. all of us, for, for the whole gang. Mm-hmm. I got the wrong ones first. <laughs> uh, I was all excited because I ordered them and I had them in my Apple wallet, which just seems so fancy. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to open my Apple wallet when it's time to go to the movie and they're going to scan my little thing and we're going to be we're going to be in. We're going to be laughing. Uh, and then I realized that I got the wrong time, mm. so I had to go get them all changed. And then they just gave me regular person paper copies. So that's lame. I have to try not to lose those. Oh yeah, we're going on the twenty third, mm-hmm. which will be nice. In the middle of the day, we're going to be yep. unbelievably hungover. Yeah, well, some of us will be. The f- the, the five of us probably. No, not not necessarily. No, no, no. Let's see, some of us take medication to help with the hangovers. Oh, really? Yeah. You seem pretty hungover sometimes. I know. I know, but that's before I take the medication. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, you take, oh, uh, oh, you take oh, the medication wink, wink. the next day. Yeah. I thought right. you meant taking the medication night of was, no, no. and I'm like, nah, that doesn't. That's I, never a thing. As a man who's watched you <laughs> medicate, <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, I got nothing else either. Um, it was pretty normal, normal week. I had to miss PWA, which sucked, but. My parents' anniversary, so I kind of had to had to do that thing all during the day, and then uh, I got off, and I probably still could have made it, but I just, eh, eh, eh. I was eh. tired. I had to work. I worked on Black Friday sale. I accidentally called it a black market sale. Oh, felt like a dumbass. Yeah, yeah. As well, a, you should. That's a very different thing. Totally different sale. And we do not have kidneys at Visions Electronics. No. Well, we're looking for kidneys. This is not the place to come buy them. Right. Um, other than that, it was, I mean, I, I guess I could explain the Chris Jericho thing. Sure. Um, I work at a radio station, obviously. I think we've established that. Um, uh, in, in the interim of uh, our music director 
is on her mat leave. Uh, it's myself kind of taking over the music duties along with my co-host Toby. And uh, we recently added, upon my recommendation, albeit, uh, Judas from Fozzie because it's a good tune. I like it. Uh, we played it. People liked it. It got really good feedback when we tested it from our listeners. So our boss really liked it too, which is weird because we hadn't talked about it in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, why don't, we, why don't we take this song out and put this one into heavy? And they just like, yeah, we'll put Fozzie in. And I had to like, what? That, it, like, yes. Like, like Fozzie Fozzie. Sure. Ozzy? Yeah, I'm not going to no, argue with you, but yeah. yeah, let's do that. So anyways, um, we added it into like heavy rotation, which is like for new music that you'd hear essentially. And I tweeted about it, just fishing for a retweet because I'm a mm-hmm. fucking wrestling mark, and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, retweeted it, followed me from the Fozzie account, DM'd me on the Fozzie account, and said, is this true? Are you serious? I'm like, yep, yep, not lying to you. Wouldn't make this up, I promise. Nope. Um, I mean, maybe it would if, you, if you knew it was going to work. <laughs> that's true, just to get a retweet. But you is, didn't. Um, so then uh, we kind of went back and forth a little bit. And he uh, he said, I told him if they're ever in town, come pop by the end of the station. We'd do an interview with him. Love to have him in, chat, whatever. Sure. He said, yep, absolutely. In the meantime, happy to do a phoner interview. So I did a phoner interview with Chris Jericho for 15 minutes. And I asked about five minutes of that whole interview was wrestling-specific stuff, which you will not find anywhere else but right here in the sad pod. That's right. So I have that. Uh, that's really what we're getting gonna, to the bottom of, thing, bottom of things. Damn right. We, we are, are gonna. We are. It is it, like it's gonna blow your mind. This interview. Yeah, well, maybe you are. He's, he's, <laughs> he says some stuff. Sure. He. I, I asked him specifically about uh, him and Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. and the whole process behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in uh, Eyes of Jericho joke in there as well. Sure. Which I. It was very tough for me not to just totally mark out mm-hmm. upon upon him. Calling, like the first interaction of him going, "Hello," and me going, "Hi, is this Chris?" and him going, "Yes." I just, the, I remember like sitting there being like, "This is fucking the weirdest." The, what? Yeah. I'm talking to Chris Jericho right now. This yeah. is the craziest. I finally thing. made it. Yeah. I could die tomorrow. It's true. I, I could. Then I would have no one to pay rent. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we're gonna play that. Uh, I think I will do it just right at the end. But before we do our musical thing i'll work it in there we'll, we'll plug it in at some point it'll be towards the end of the podcast if that's the only reason that you're here uh skip ahead a slight little bit um that's all i got too i think yeah i didn't see any movies what got back into weeds recently the television program weeds uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's a uh it's a very good program program about medication that's right that's right it helps with hangovers mm-hmm. um Played a lot of Mario Kart in the last week. Yeah. Really digging that game. We're fucking, we're we're battling a war with our internet right now, though. Yeah, that was a pain in the ass. Well. <clears throat> and it feels like it's always one of us uh, is uh, is just getting bumped out of there. Mm. Every single race. Yeah. And we get, last night it was me. A couple nights before that it was you. Mm. We don't know what to do. It's because the fucking Wii U doesn't support 5G, which makes no fucking sense to nope. me at all. No. Yep. Why would, why, why? We need, we need to get an adapter, apparently, and plug in an Ethernet cable to that. And that doesn't sound like something I want to do. To the Wii? To the Wii. Jesus. So even if we just get the adapter, it still won't do wirelessly? You still have to plug you it still, in? The adapter is only a means of oh, plugging no. in an Ethernet cable. That is just ridiculous. Come on, Nintendo. 
You see, they're so behind on Step everything. Step your shit up. Well, also, it doesn't make sense because they're supposed to be ahead of us in, in technology. Yeah, and also we can't chat on yeah, the stupid Wii because the WeChat is stupid. So we run our Xbox Ones. So that we can chat. Over the Xbox while playing Mario Kart, and it, that probably just puts a ton of strain on the network. For the record, it's not just me and Brando. We also have our buddy Andy, so it's not yeah. like we could just... Otherwise, we'd just yell down the hallway. It, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I think. I don't got anything else. Uh, you want to slide over to the... Uh, why is our apartment calling us right now? Uh, let him in. I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to answer this on the podcast. Yeah, Here we go. It. No, you might have to let him in. It might be like a package. Hello? Let him in. Hello? Let him in. He hung up. Fuck. He, now I'm going to have to go to a goddamn post office to get well, that. Well, if, if it was a post person, they would have said, I'm I don't know. The They're package. fucking weird. They always have for me. Also, even if I did let him in, he wouldn't be able to do anything. He can't leave it at the door. Yeah, they always do. At the door? Yeah. They leave you would trust that? Door. Yeah, I've got two packages like that. Really? Yeah. All right. I always wonder how he gets in because you won't let him in. Yeah. Well, if they don't talk to me, I don't let him in. That's true. So sometimes they come in and they're like, hey, I got a package and you let him in? Yeah. Even though you know I'm not home. Actually, no, that's not true. If you're not home, then I wouldn't have ever done it. Then they must just be fucking, yeah. fucking coming down the chimney. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Old Santa Claus in their way in there. There's so much goddamn foot traffic in and out of that building and no one abides by the rule of oh, don't no. let strangers in. No. You fucking stand by that door for three minutes, someone's going to come traipsing through and you're yep. going to go in. Yep, it's true. You want to murder us, it you just fucking hard. just wait. Just it wait would, a little while. Would not be hard at all. I all hope right. they. I hope they, that guy found a way in. What if it's that fucking crazy dude that you saw earlier well, this well, week? What's he going to do? Well, he knows which one buzzed him in, so he's going to go straight for our apartment. Well, that's true. But he can't get in there. Well, you got in there. He well, could fucking bust him. that door down. Who, he might bu- have an axe in his we hand. We didn't buzz him in. Well, if he gets in, then we're screwed. Maybe he'll be mad that uh, at 316 because that we, we didn't. didn't buzz him in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you buzz anyone in, they'll be like, those guys are all right. I'll kill everyone else. Yeah. That's true. Oh, well. It's a bathrobe. Either way. I think it is. He's going to bust in there, and we're not going to be there. So. Just put it by the door. Yeah. I can't believe you're okay with that. What am I supposed to do about it? That'd freak me out. I'm not going to go to the fucking shopper's drug mart and get my mail. Fair. I mean, it's not that far, but that's fair. Well, I, I didn't when I got a package. It ended up going back, and I got my money refunded because I was too lazy to go pick the <laughs> fucking thing up. So I do not blame you at all. I mean, I just think it's safe to let them all in. What are they going to do? Maybe one in a million's a murderer. I just more mean like the package itself because then you paid for it and you don't get it if somebody steals it. I'll just usually you can call and be like, "Hey, someone took my package. Send another one." Yeah, that's true. And then you they're can, trustworthy people. And then you can wear two bathrobes because they <laughs> they did in fact deliver the first one. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do the news. And now. Spanish announced table news. Brandon Lynch. Boren Barris. I don't have a lot for you, but I got enough. Do it to it. This is the same thing I say to the ladies. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Recently featured on PWA 
Christmas, Christmas slam. slam is teaming up with the Young Bucks to create an event to sell out a 10,000 seat venue next year, according to Ryan Satan. According to Satan. The three wrestlers are evaluating locations for the show with Chicago, London, San Francisco, and Ontario. I think this is Ontario, California, if that's a place. Uh, the strongest contenders so far. Rhodes and the Young Bucks are trying to work out a deal with Ring of Honor to help fill out the card, but they have yet to announce any agreement with the company. The genesis of the idea likely came in May after Dave Meltzer tweeted, Ring of Honor couldn't sell out a 10,000-seat arena. Rhodes took it as a challenge. Allegedly. Maybe Rhodes doesn't even mm. listen to Dave Meltzer. Maybe well, 10,000 is just a nice round number. The, the Young Bucks definitely do. Yes, I know that. They yeah. have the, uh, Ontario is definitely a city in California. Yeah, I think it's on. Yeah, I think it's Ontario, California. That would make sense. Sure. Uh, thoughts? Did you watch that? Probably not. Yeah, me neither. I mean, if there was pretty set in my way, a certain local gift to wrestling that would happen to be on the show, I'd probably watch it. Scotty. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> uh, no MRB, but yeah. uh, probably not. I just don't. I, I struggled this week to watch the core shows for the first time I know. in a while. So We're getting to that next because it did get good there for a while, leading up to Survivor Series, and then we get that little bit of shit. Until January. Until, until the Rumble. Yep. We we'll get one month, and then it'll be right. two, two, good two, again. Two probably not pay-per-views that I'm not super fired up for. Yep. And then we're back into it. Absolutely. John Cena's getting sued and don't seem to give a fuck. Ford is taking WWE superstar John Cena to court after the 16-time world champion sold a $500,000 Ford GT. Uh, according to the report, Cena signed an agreement upon receiving the car that he would not sell it for at least two years. Uh, Ford's representative is alleging that Cena unfairly made a large profit from the unauthorized resale flip of the vehicle. The company is also claiming losses connected to brand value, ambassador activity, and customer goodwill. John Cena... Uh, said in a episode of... Oh, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, John Cena said he sold the vehicle for financial reasons. Mm. Which is, I guess, uh, the reason you would sell a vehicle. It makes sense. You would get money for it. Yeah. Does so it say does, when he got it? Like, when is this two-year mark supposed to be up? Uh, it did not say in this news article. Mm. But it is... Well, he... Uh, I can tell you he uh, has a YouTube show called Auto Geek. And during an episode posted on uh, October 31st of this year... He was behind the car. Well, it's a 2017 model, so it would have got it last year. So probably not until a year-ish from now. Anyway, just the fact that they're like, yeah, what's going on? He's like, yeah, I sold it for financial reasons. I don't think he gives a shit about the lawsuit. Yeah. So maybe he's like, maybe he's like the the, the break even is like, well, I get my $500,000. What are they suing me for? Can I eat that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, or Vince just pays for it. Yeah. Covers it for him, and or he just knows that he won't have to pay for it because Vince has good lawyers. Yeah, and John Cena probably has fantastic lawyers. Of course, where he's like, "What if I I, I sold the car and then didn't pay anything? Yeah, except for my legal fees, and just get the money from the car." Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I'm John Cena. Let's do it. Makes sense to me. Can't sue me. <laughs> there it is. I was waiting. Uh, Braun Strowman. Uh, did an interview uh, recently where he said people didn't like his push, but he won them motherfuckers over. People being fans? Uh, nope, people being the Ross, the locker room. Oh. 
Really? Yeah. Said uh, in an interview with Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh, Strowman said he had to work to earn the respect of his fellow wrestlers. Yeah, there's a quote. Yeah, there was a little bit of animosity. I could tell. But, you know, this is a great place. It's a great company to work for. And I want everyone over because of how hard I worked, putting my body on the line and doing everything I can to get better. Listening, watching other matches, watching the whole entire show. Hmm. So we are taking that at bronze word. Cool, of but course. It would be a weird thing to lie about. Yeah. Good for him though. Good for yeah. him to win them. I could see win it. the boys over. Like we loved Braun. He looked like a mm-hmm. he looked like a like a like a great guy to go to a beer for a beer with. He looked like he was yep. a fan. He looked like he got it. We were into him. But you can see maybe the more athletic, fast wrestler that this had all like the WWE had been kind of going totally. towards. Being like, oh, here we go, big bodybuilder who's gonna get my spot on the card because yep. he's fucking huge and roars. Rewind two years ago to today, mm-hmm. um, when he had just debuted with the Wyatts yep. and was still super, super, super green. Mm-hmm. And there was all those rumors of him and Undertaker at WrestleMania and how we all fucking hated the idea of yep. it. If they were to do that now, it would be a license to print money, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, I. Uh... So he has improved himself. There's no denying that. He's a big, lovable dumbass. Sure. He's a moose that sure. is just stupid. And even in the way he speaks with his, I'm not finished with you yet, and his just overall dumbness, it's, mm-hmm. he, it works. you can't help but love the guy. Big country strong. Exactly. Lastly, this is rumor. It sounds like Jim Johnstone maybe on the outs with the WWE. That's right. This, uh, this popped up. Earlier today, um, I haven't seen anybody confirm it yet. Um, but. He's, uh, for those who don't know, he is the music man. Mm-hmm. He was the music man before CFO Money Sign took over and blew us all away. And I respect him. I really like what he did. He has just a massive list of great songs that we still listen to today. But my the first words out of my mouth was, I didn't know he was still with the company. <laughs> it yeah. seems like CFO Money Sign does everything now. Yeah, he uh it's the position is called Chief Composer in Residence, which is now CFO Money Sign and has been uh since what does it say 2015. Uh but he was still with the company on a consultant style basis. Mm-hmm. Uh would still consult with the money signs on certain things. Um, the money signs, as but they are. I mean, he, he started there in 1985, so if that's 2015, that's 30 years. That's a long time to be doing something. Mm-hmm. And like you said, all those songs that he was on, how many people know every note of those songs, but yep. how many people know his name, right? Like we do, but yep. how many casual fans that watched in the 80s and Wouldn't listened know that, to that, yeah, and you know, saw the Undertaker debut and all that stuff. Um, Favorite Jim John Stone theme? Oh, Ass Man. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. I'd probably go with the Brood. Okay, yeah. I think that would be my favorite one. Undertaker's great, too. Such a great theme. Well, and it's tough to, like, because, like, how much did he have with Shanzi? Because I love Shanzi's theme, but I love Shanzi's theme because Shanzi's singing it. Right. I don't know that I need to give him too much credit, even though he very well probably laid down the, the probably beat wrote and, the lyrics yeah. and gave him everything. But also, he let's not forget about his great collaboration with one Brianna Bella. 
Yes. On, I on the Bree mode. Yep. We got to give that that shout out. He was in Total Divas trying to work on that piece of shit. Fuck, I forgot that was him. Yeah. Imagine how that would have gone if it was CFO Money Sign. So I picture those guys better. being like just the cutting edge of hip. Just hip happening dudes. But you can only polish a turd so much, I think. With her sure. singing, it yeah. just, I don't think it was ever going to be. It could have been fucking Jay-Z up in that joint and it still would have sucked. Fuck, what if they got Jay-Z to do it? Oh, he would have just lost his mind. <laughs> like, this bitch suck. <laughs> Get her out of here. Yeah, Beyonce singing background vocals. Yeah. Bop, 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 come and see. Um, okay, well, I got a couple things here. Yeah. Uh, it's possible that one tomato camper could be making his return soon, according to Dave Meltzer. Good. He noted on Twitter that while nothing is certain, he feels Champa, quote, should be close to coming back. Yeah, that's Tommaso Ciampa for the few people who are like, w- 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 what? Mm, yes. More just have a stroke? Uh, Edge recently spoke with Sports Illustrated and revealed that... One more, one more match, one more match. The Edge and Christian show may return to the WWE Network. Uh-huh. Uh, in terms of where we could have time to film it and fit it in, that was the big difficulty. The show was a lot of work, but we had great time with it. He wrote it, produced it, directed it, and literally, and were really hands-on. Sorry, there were 14-hour days. It was pretty intensive. Uh, intense. I've never seen Intensive? Is that a word? Oh, yeah. Okay. Intensive. From a time you, perspective. you got to take it in intensive care. Because right. you, what, what happened to you was that intense. Uh, there are still talks, and they want to do it. So For all intensive purposes. That's not. Nope. That's not it. <laughs> Uh, according to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, while there has been speculation on a women's Royal Rumble match, especially with all of the recent call-ups, yep. the match has not been given the green light, and there is no talk internally at this time that the match is happening. Yeah, so when they first got called up, like it, it just clicked in my head. It seemed obvious. It's like, okay, they need more bodies so they can do this Royal Rumble. The time is now. I get it. But then that kind of little story came out about it just being Vince being like, yeah, we just need more. Like, we're... We've kind of gone through all the all the pairings and we're a little stagnant. We need more people. So then as soon as you hear that, you're like, well, this literally might have this decision might have been made with no thought of the Royal Rumble in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh the only other thing is that they're uh they did some NXT tapings last week. Uh I haven't checked any of the spoilers. However, WWE tweeted out an article and it's on their main page that a title changed on this taping, and I like a dumbass clicked it. Ah. Uh which is I I mean, I get that they're taping and they're just trying to get the web clicks because they know that this news is just going to be out there. Right. Might as well get their clicks. Like, what is, why, why, why would you put that on your website? Yeah, it's one of those, like, sticky situations where it's like, I I can kind of get their frustration where it's like, everyone is seeking this information out. Everyone is going to find this news and they're going to websites that are not our website to do it. If they're going to find it out, why aren't we getting our clicks? Because our clicks... are like that is a business thing, right? Clicks means money, so why would we let them go get it from other websites when we can put it on our website? For me, a wrestling fan is like because your wrestling website should act like wrestling is a real thing. And there are wrestling fans, yeah, that want to watch it happen and don't want to be spoiled for them. So I can because the way you describe it, I did not see it, but it sounds like it was a kind of a hey, click this. There's a spoiler back here. Well, it says title change. The, the full headline, I'm looking at it right now. Title yeah. change during NXT tapings at Full Sail University. Yeah. Caution, spoiler. Right. So they are giving you the option. Yes. Which I, like, 
I kind of get. Like, part of me doesn't like it because I was like, no, the WWE should sure. never do that. But I kind of get where it's like, hey, if you want the info, yeah. click on our website. Don't click on other people's websites. But how many people is going to have a nice juicy steak dangled in front of them and not reach out and try and take the fucking thing? Just me. I'm the only one left. Yeah, we've got no self-control. I, if no it was actually a nice juicy steak, then I would, I would grab it. Mm. But if it is the wrestling spoilers, then the viewing of the wrestling spoilers, it makes me not want to watch the wrestling. That being said, it's really nothing that was, wow, I can't believe this happened. So it'll happen eventually on your, on your Wednesday night programming. That's all I got okay. for uh, the news, I think. Yeah, no, nothing else on there. All right, let's do Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I'll get the guns, the drugs from my generation. I'll take the fall, the saints, and across the nation. And it's a Thompson Bowling Arena, Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm going there. What do you think Thompson Bowling is? They do. What do you think they do? Um, they make uh, bowler hats. <laughs> well, it's not spelled that way, so probably not. B O L I N G. Oh, doling. B. Oh, B. B O L I N. Let's find out. Uh, they make bowls. Nope. Well, it's the name of an arena. Yeah, I got that. What's the fucking company called? No. Bowling. No. Like Bowling Green? Isn't that a college? Does not say. I mean, Thompson Bowling Arena is uh, the University of Tennessee. Okay. It's their arena. But it does not say what the fuck the Why it's Thompson Bowling is. I'm sure it's somebody's name. Or some shit. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Elias and the Miztourage came out and confronted Roman Reigns. So, Miz is away filming stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and the Miztourage needs something to do, so they found themselves a new daddy, and his name is Elias. That's kind of what I took away from this. Okay. thought it was kind of silly to just do it, but they're doing it, so that's okay. Um, the first match was Seth Rollins and Cesaro. Um, actually, no, I should, I should explain that in the first segment, Roman Reigns comes out with the IC title, his music, which is slightly different than the Shield music, his Titan Tron came down the ramp, didn't come through the crowd, was wearing his own shirt. Okay. Seth Rollins comes out. He, uh, is also wearing his own shirt, comes down the ramp to his own music, sans burn it down, which mm-hmm. is fucking... That's weird that that's gone. Really weird, because the shirt he's wearing is burn it down. Yeah, everything else is still burn it down. Still did the fire on the Titan Tron when it was supposed to happen. It just fucking wasn't there. Uh, and he gets to the ring and cuts a little bit of a promo and says that uh, Dean Ambrose is on his honeymoon, so I guess they got married finally. Bless him. Um, that's going to be... And that idea. they'll be challenging for the tag team titles next week. But... It seems like they're cooling off on the shield for now without an official breakup right? of any kind. Though Seth was made sure, which you can tell was probably an order from the back. He's like, you make sure you tell them that you guys are still together. Of course. You guys are still a big deal. Yes. They would never, never break up the shield, would they? Mm-mm. 
Seth Rollins defeated Cesaro. That was a lengthy match, actually. He hit the knee after the match. Rollins, uh, well, said exactly what we just talked about. So, uh, Samoa Joe and Titus O'Neil again. Joe won by submission with a coquina clutch after the match. He attacked and choked out Apollo Cruz again. And 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 Samoa or and Titus O'Neil, right? Yeah. Again. Yeah. This is like the exact same thing almost. Really dumb. There's a lot of time to fill before that pay-per-view. Yes, there is. Uh, Sasha Banks, Mickey James, and Bailey versus Paige, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville was a... Well, it just never happened. Uh, before the match, Paige's team now called Absolution, which I actually don't mind. Sure. It's a little too similar to Evolution, mm-hmm. but that's that's fine. Uh, revealed that they'd attacked James and Bailey backstage, then came out and confronted Sasha Banks. Um... Asked her to join them. Mm-hmm. She did not. And then they beat the shit out of her too. Uh, the number one takeaway from this is that the production crew will just play music expecting people to walk out regardless <laughs> of any sort of updates or there's no communication or not. No, it's yep. just, yeah, we'll it's play like, music and I guess they'll show up when they show up. Is Bailey here? They're like, no. And they're like, well, maybe if we play her music, she'll know to come. That'll let her know to yeah. get over here right away. Ba- okay. So she's not, stupid. she's not here. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's try it with, uh, let's try it with, uh, whoever, who else was in there? Uh, Mickey. Mickey. Let's Mickey try it with Mickey. Yeah. Just no. Just Fuck. Ridiculous. Uh, Bray Wyatt came out, cut a, Rather, well, it wasn't long, but it was it, kind more, of promo. Maybe more important where than he's used to. He was saying this, I know who you are, and I know everything about you, mm-hmm. to which I'm looking, I looked at you, and I'm like, who is he talking to us, the fans, or is he talking to somebody that we just don't know who it is yet? Yeah. Because he's not in a program, right? Nope. The last thing he did was the Jason Jordan thing, uh, where he attacked his knee before Survivor Series, and then that just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um. And then his opponent comes out, and his name is Matt Hardy. Uh, to which, I think you and I both immediately kind of went, mm, okay, what what does this mean? This is what we want. Uh, Bray Wyatt defeated Matt Hardy after the Sister Abigail. Um, he held him in the position for the Sister Abigail for a very long time, and then hit it, and then kind of laughed, and then left. And then Matt Hardy was sitting in one of the corners, uh, propped up on the turnbuckle and started laughing maniacally and then screamed randomly, did like a couple deletes, and then just went off, delete, 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 like a psychopath in yeah. the corner. So it's it's the start of something, mm-hmm. uh, which at the time uh, we weren't sure what, why, how, and when. It was revealed later on in the week uh, that Anthem has updated their talent contracts where they are completely open to allowing everybody who leaves the organization to continue on using whatever they want. There's no legality. Right. And they're not going to pursue the broken thing anymore. They've kind of, they've essentially taken five steps back from everything and just said, Go we're ahead, not really in a, in a place where we can right. flex our fucking muscles right now. So yeah. we need the talent. We please. need contracts that are appealing to talent. Yep. So it's cool. I, I think it's fucking great. I, I'm very excited time. to see where this goes in a weird way. Jeff not being there might be a blessing. Because Jeff can come in and... Try and fix him. Yeah, and then get broken. Right. Yeah. And then they're both broken. Right. Like that, that mania-wise, I think that lines up perfectly. Mm-hmm. If Matt can do a good month and a half long run and is in the Rumble, and that's when Jeff comes back and Jeff ends up costing him or eliminating him because he's being a psychopath, then yep. I think that's a cool thing to do. So I want to see one of those. A 
I, I want to see where see what they do with this because <laughs> if if any the thing that I I liked the idea of the gimmick, but I wasn't crazy about how over the top cheesy it was. Right, there's room for cheese, mm-hmm. but I still wanted always room for cheese to be something that wasn't embarrassing to watch. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, so right. if they can find that sweet spot where it has the funny stuff, but is also serious enough of an angle that. You actually enjoy watching it and don't just like sadistically love it because it's so bad. Right. I think I think there's something there, but we'll see what they do with it. You just I'm want curious. it to be not so bad you can't show it to your friends. Right. Yeah, exactly. Rich Juan defeated Akira Tozawa. Noam Dar and Ari Davari. Kurt Angle announced that the winner of this Fatal 4-Way would face the winner of a second Fatal 4-Way next week. And then the winner of that match in two weeks uh, would face Enzo Mori for the Cruiserweight Championship. So Swan won the first one. There you go. So now he needs uh, an opponent, and uh, do we know who those four are? They're probably we probably could have figured it out if we paused that. The other fucking four, big group yeah. of them, yeah. Exactly. The rest of the division, essentially. Right. The other half. Hideo Tommy, which I think he made his debut this week. And it's really like all faces, isn't it? In these matches, because didn't they all go to Kurt and, uh, and they were like, "Well, Dar isn't." I guess Dar isn't. Yeah. Davari wasn't in this match too. He was in. He was, yeah. but he is not. Gotcha. Um, but yeah. Intercontinental Championship match: Roman Reigns taking on Elias. Reigns won uh, an actual, actually pretty decent match. Yeah. To be honest, like Elias had some some stuff going well for him, and he definitely good his coming out party. Uh, back and forth match. He won it with a spear after the match. Samoa Joe attacked Reigns. So we're going down that road again. That's great. Or at least this time it's for a title, so I can at least kind of understand. It's better than Joe versus Apollo Crews. It's true. Oscar uh, defeated Dana Brooke. Dana had a little pop out promo where she said, "I noticed what you did wrong last week, and I'm going to exploit it this week, and I'm, I'm going to be the first one to beat you." And then she lost in three seconds. Looked really good with the flying arm bar thing that Oscar does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <clears throat> so that's what happened there. Kane and Jason Jordan was a match that happened. Kane won by countout when Jordan appeared to re-injure his knee. Can uh, Kane continue to do attack him until Finn Balor made the save? That led directly to uh, Finn Balor and Kane having a match again. Finn Balor defeated Kane by disqualification when Kane hit him with a chair. Braun Strowman made the save for Finn. Strowman no-sold the chair shot to the back, attacked Kane with a chair, power slammed him onto the ring steps. Braun ended the attack by attacking Kane's throat with a chair twice uh, in a revenge spot from the week before when Kane did the same thing to Braun. And they uh, made a big emphasis of the first time that Kane has had to run away because he scurried off through the crowd. Yeah. It was, it was the... like a long time they stayed with Kane leaving in the crowd after you thought that the 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 credits were going to roll. Using a lady's wheelchair to stand up at one point. Yeah, that you can't do that. <laughs> um, I fell asleep right at the very end. I almost made it the whole show. Yeah. Which is weird because then you texted at 2 o'clock in the morning and said you couldn't fall asleep. I know. It's because I fell asleep too early. A weirdo. You were asleep for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Not even. It was a power nap. Ridiculous. You never have a power nap? No. Oh, they're so good. Gross. Um, yeah, they look good for Braun. I like this. Mm-hmm. That, that he's getting this rub of he's the only person to make Kane afraid, and Kane sold it really well that he was afraid. And I want him to cool look. I want him to beat him though next pay-per-view, and then that'd be that. Just stand I don't want it that. There. Yeah, this is not a, a feud that I'm sure. excited to see a bunch of, but it is a rub that I'm excited for Braun to get. Yep, I agree, totally. All right, uh, studs and duds. 
Um, my stud will be uh, Reigns and uh, Samson. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair pick. And uh, my... Jesus Christ. That scared the shit out of me. What the fuck was that? Goddamn WWE website and their fucking ads. Fuck Ooh. you. Ooh, I get the adrenaline pumping. Uh, my dud. Is it fair to give a dud to like Jason Jordan and Kane, even though it's not so bad because they went somewhere else with it after? That's fair. Yeah. Because I really it's, didn't I like just, that. I was like, it, why the fuck are we doing it? It might just be Jason Jordan. That's what I was my dud. Say. Yeah, my dud yeah. is Jason Jordan. Yeah, he's not. Still not clicking. I, I don't know what they're doing, but they got to figure something out quick because mm-hmm. I am giving less and less of a fuck about that whole situation. Um, yeah, I'll give my stud to uh, that match as well and the Matt Hardy thing because it got me super excited for what is to come. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll give my dud to Jason Jordan as well. Cool. Also the cruiserweights because I still just don't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah, that wasn't necessarily a bad match, but it's like, when are you going to do something that makes this... I don't know. I don't even know if Hideo Tommy's the answer either. Like I don't. I just don't care. There's people going into that division that you would rather see not be in that division, right. even though they're cruiserweights, because you feel like it exactly. makes them unimportant. That's the reaction I get when I see Hideo Tommy is debuting in two five live and go, "Oh, that's a waste." Yeah. Even though he hasn't been that great, I'm not saying he's been spectacular in NXT, no. but I think he's capable of things greater than. Yeah. It's just okay. That guy's going into that division that I'm not going to pay attention to. Yeah. Super strange. Okay, let's do uh, SmackDown. The Rupp Arena, Lexington, Kentucky. Once knew a girl from Kentucky. Uh, Nantucket? Oh, is that what I think? You're right. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Close enough. Kentucky, Nantucket. Kentucky has buckets sure. of chicken. Nantucket. Okay. It rhymes with bucket and fuck from it. Kentucky. Kentucky. There you go. Right. Isn't, is Kentucky in that somewhere? In the no, whole, I like, st- so. I don't even know what the full thing is. but I once knew a girl from Kentucky. Yeah. Ken- Kentucky. <laughs> You gotta finish it. Who'd really like to fuck me? That sounds more like Nantucket. <laughs> he really likes to fuck it. I suppose. I don't know what the actual thing is. So we're. I once lost. knew a man from Nantucket mm-hmm. who ran up and kicked a bucket. He moved to LA. Said, "Out of my way." And when they said no, he said, fuck it. That that sounds right. Yeah. Seems like you know what you're saying. So he kept all his cash in a bucket, but his daughter named Nan ran away with a man, and as for the bucket, Nantucket, that's not the right one. Oh, I should have said, fuck it. <laughs> There's a Pawtucket. Once was a man from Nantucket, whose dick was so long he could suck it. He said with a grin as he wiped off his chin, if my ear was a... Cunt, I would fuck it. <laughs> Lord. That's the one. That's the one we were thinking. <laughs> Found it. All right. Uh. <laughs> the show opened with Shane McMahon, who brought out Daniel Bryan and complained that Bryan did not fire Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens last week. 
He then made Owens versus Randy Orton a no disqualification match and barred Sami Zayn from ringside, which still to me is the dumbest thing. How can you make a no DQ match, but then have a rule in which you can get DQ'd for? I mean, technically you can't get DQ'd for it, but don't make a no DQ match and then have a rule. That just doesn't, what's the point? What are you accomplishing? Uh, then the New Day uh, defeated Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable. Uso sat in on commentary for this match. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods hit the uh, up, up, down, down on Shelton Benjamin, as Up Rocks has it here. I don't know what move that is. If it's no, different, I than feel the, like that's been renamed. Um, maybe it's a different move. Who yep. knows? Uh, Woods pinned him. Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, it's the first time I got to see them, considering that you and I did not watch last week. Their How entrance is pretty cool. Oh, good. Um, the music is good, and then it hits a part where it turns into, like, it sounds like Legend of Zelda free roam music, mm-hmm. like old NES or SNES. Yeah. Uh, like, when you're just kind of traveling around. Like, it sounded like that, mm-hmm. and it did super weird. Okay. Like, it's ominous and, and like, really badass at the start, and then it s- kicks into this Zelda music when the lights come up, and it just, I don't know, it's a total, like, fucking left <laughs> turn where I'm like, this doesn't... I don't like this at all. <laughs> and I like Zelda music. Yeah. But I don't like the idea them. of them it doesn't, walking It doesn't up fit yeah. at all. Uh, they uh, beat up on the uh, Hype Bros again. Uh, they hit their finisher on Zack Ryder and Rowan pinned him after the match. <gasps> oh, actually, uh, there's a they do a thing where they've always kind of, even when they were just, remember the days of Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, mm-hmm. uh, where they would always kind of like push each other and be like yeah. trying to fire them up. Luke Harper legitimately slapped the fuck out of Eric Rowan in this, where they were about to do like just like a slingshot. He's going to throw him into the corner where the guy was already set up on the turnbuckle. And he full on, like, open hand cracked Rowan across <laughs> the face hard and then that. threw him in there. And they got all fired up. It was pretty good. After the match, finally, they uh, they did break up with Mojo attacking Ryder. Good. Just the way the we right wanted pick. it. Yep. Um, Ryder is going to go back into the abyss of nothingness. Yeah, he was the one doing an interview, uh, and then he attacked him from behind, and Mojo yelled no less than about 37 times, Hype Bros are dead, do you hear me? Hype Bros are dead, do you hear me? And repeat, and so on and so forth. Mm, good. Handicap match, AJ Styles defeated the Singh Brothers. Jinder Mahal attacked uh, AJ Styles before the match started. Styles delivered a second rope Styles clash, holding one Singh brother and landing on the other. It was actually a really cool spot. Okay. Uh, and won by pinfall. After the match, Jinder Mahal attacked both the Singh brothers. Oh, I could kind of see that coming. Rumors have it that they are done with yeah, the WWE. I wouldn't be surprised. Although they you, are scheduled to be on the India tour. So it might not be immediately, sure. but I'm going to assume that it's sooner rather than later. Like, unless you're going to put them in the cruiserweight division. Again. And, yeah, and you're not going to have them as a tag team because there's not enough tag teams in the Cruiserweight division, so they'd probably be two singles guys. Yeah. And I don't care about that. Nope. They'll go back to the Indies and they'll do just fine. Uh, Ruby Riot, who they have changed. We talk about weird name changes for dropping Luke and Eric from Rowan and Harper and Antonio from Cesaro Mm -hmm. and Alexander from Rusev and so on and so forth, Adrian from Neville. They've added a T, so it's now Ruby Riot to T. Actually? Dead serious. But they it's, still say Ruby Riot. Yep. But it's on her Titantron. Oh, that's okay. It's no. on WWE.com. It's yeah. on her name bar. 
makes it more like a name, right? It's, it's like a it's like hey, your why? name sounds like Riot. It's not. It seems like less of a wrestling name, I guess. I think there is something out there that it is like. There's another character, not wrestling, that's called Ruby Riot or something. Oh, so maybe it's a copyright thing. So they're trying to yeah, something you can brand. Um, I did I did find a story on this and actually I wanted to read it before we got here, but I forgot to finish it. Um, oh, something's gonna play here. Uh, oh no, it's not. Uh, a name belonging to another literary character, according to Amazon listing. There's a book series that was first published in 2015, featuring a fictional band called Ruby Riot. I see. With one T. Gotcha. I don't hate that, honestly. I guess well, to each their own. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Ruby Wright, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. How many defeating... V's does Liv have? Just one. One V. Um, <laughs> <laughs> defeated Naomi, Charlotte Flair, and Natalia. Uh-huh. Uh, Natalia abandoned her team early and went to the back. Morgan and Logan took out Naomi on the outside with a catapult into the steel steps that looked absolutely horrible. She never came anywhere close to it. Right. They had it set up on the barricade. Uh, propped on the barricade and the ground so that, like, the step that you would step on was facing the ceiling at an angle sort of thing. And she was underneath it, and then they did the catapult spot where one girl takes one leg, essentially, and then they fall backwards. And they did it in a way where Naomi didn't actually move. Like, her legs went down, and she just swung her her arms and went boom and hit the bottom of the steps. Gotcha. And it was very visible, and it looked like shit. Okay. Which made the fact that they put her on a stretcher with a neck brace look even dumber <laughs> afterwards. And now there's all this stuff on WWE.com about having a fractured whatever. She's got some sort of kayfabe injury that they're working with. Uh, leaving Charlotte alone, Riot hit her overhead kick finisher and got the pin. Their group name is the Riot Squad, I think. Okay. Or Riot Team, I think it's Riot Squad. Riot Squad makes sense. I think it's Riot Squad. So, Riot like, Team sounds fucking the Suicide dumb. Squad. Yeah. Except not. Two T's in Riot. That's right. Is um, it actually? Do we know that? In Riot Squad? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, on the uh, WWE tweet, it says the hashtag Riot Squad. Good. Properly introduce themselves. We got uh, more Breeze Angle Fashion Files. This one's Already. actually, I've seen it, so... I'm kind of interested in it. Uh, it's a Saw parody. Oh, In which good. they were in the locker room with their feet chained up as they are in the first Saw. And then it pans out and directly across from them is the Ascension. And somebody... Also changed up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, somebody pops up on a television screen that was in there in what kind of looked like the doll makeup, but wasn't not, enough. Not enough. It was yeah. distance far enough that gotcha. they couldn't get into too much trouble. Yeah. Uh, that said that they were making a mockery of the tag division and they deserve to be punished for their whatever, blah, 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 blah. There's a key somewhere. You have to look where your heart is to try and find it. And in the middle of the room, there was a box with the horse head in it. And they had to dig through the horse head. But Which was funny because it was perfect to saw in that once they realized that his fucking fake little toy horse head was in the middle of the room, um, 
they did flat like Frandango kind of looks over and notices it, and they do flashbacks of him slow motion riding it in the hallway from one of them, <laughs> and him kind of looking at it in the eyes and like waving his finger, ha ha ha, which is really funny. And then he had to tear it open, and inside there's a key. But now there's only ten seconds left, and the Ascension sacrifice themselves and say, "You guys save yourselves. We'll be fine." And they put in like a weird shitty black ice smoke at the end of the 10 seconds that ended up filling the room and Connor like reached his hand through it and you could only see his hand and then it fell. So they're dead? Supposedly. Okay. <laughs> That's what we were led to believe here. So uh, the main event was a no disqualification match between Kevin Owens and Randy Orton. Sami Zayn interfered in the match, even though he was barred from ringside, attacking Orton with a chair in the ramp, not ringside. Technicalities for the win. Uh-huh. Uh, Owens won via pinfall after a frog splash. Big win for Owens, even though it is Randy Orton. Uh, it's good that he is. Yep, if he's going to be a heel, he should probably be winning. Yes, absolutely. Where do you think they're headed with these two? What, what's the end game? Because they're working this Daniel Bryan versus Shane thing, but it's also still kind of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Shane. So is it just going to be like a you Daniel th- Bryan favors ROH guys. I don't think that's it. But I think it might be Zane Owens at Mania. That fast? I think so. I don't know what else you do with them at Mania. You think you do Owens Shane at Mania? Yeah. Maybe again. But Probably. then what do you do that's not a Hell in a Cell match? At Mania. Well, Shane did a not Hell in a Cell match last Mania. It was okay. But that's what I mean. If you've already done a Hell in a Cell match with these two, you've already gotten the big spot. This yeah, second match isn't going to so do much for anybody. So, yeah, if you don't do that with if you don't do it with Shane, I don't really know what you're doing with them if they're not going to work each other. I'm kind of hoping that you can, and I feel like this is a stretch, but I'm kind of hoping that you can get uh, Sammy over enough as a heel that when it comes time for splitsies, you're rooting for Kevin Owens. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's the cool thing to come out of this. Yeah, I hope that that's what the cool thing that comes out of this is that Kevin Owens is the baby face. You just don't know if he can do it before Mania. But I don't know if I want it to happen before Mania. Yeah. I don't know what just, you do with them. Not, I, I don't think it, you do anything a, interesting with them if it's not that. It would be a carbon copy timeline-wise of the Jericho stuff. Yeah. And that's why I think it would be the biggest problem for me. Yeah, but I think that's a carbon copy no matter when you do it, right? Then, Unless it goes longer and there isn't an actual break per se. They just drift away from each other? Yeah. But even then, I think you have to. If you're going to put this much stock into it, you have to have a break. So I want that to be a match. Yeah. So I would be fine. Like, that's a WrestleMania match to me. That's a mid-card or, like, Even though we've seen it a bunch. Yeah. But if it is Owens as the baby face, it gives it a It'll new look. It'll feel something, yeah, feel different. And if you can add a gimmick to it or something, you know. That's going to be there's... real. It's just going to be so hard to get Owens over as a face over Sammy, I think. Yeah. You really, I think you have to work. Because I honestly, um, I like what they're trying to do. I'm still not really buying it with Sammy as much as you are. Where it's like that. Yeah, I love his like, his shitty heel thing. <laughs> and I'm kind of like. Yeah, I can't believe he's a heel, though. Like, I really struggle believing that he's a heel. He seems like such a genuinely good guy. Yeah. Whereas, I think, like, Owens, I'm like, I can see you. You are a fucking great dick. Like, I think in order to get Sammy over as a real heel, if, if they are going to do this flip, 
where Kevin Owens is going to come out of this as the babyface. Mm-hmm. They've got to do some sort of old school style of angle where Sammy is hanging out with Kevin Owens' kid or his wife or something behind his back where it's just him in his house or, you know, like one yeah. of those style of angles where it's, oh, Jesus, this guy is really a dick. Yeah. But yeah, it's got to be something big because really, like yeah. when Sammy comes out, he cuts promos, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's good." He's got some good schmarm going on there. It can't be just a random. Why am I on this list? And then he attacks him. Yeah, thing. exactly. It needs to be something bigger than that if that's what it's going to be. So, I guess uh, we'll see what ends up happening with that. Uh, studs, uh, I guess you didn't watch it, so that doesn't mm. matter. All right, I didn't watch uh, NXT yesterday. Um. So we don't need to talk about that. We don't need to do 205 Live. And, well, we we don't have any new emails, but we do have that drunk email from Duncan, which I promised that we'd read this week. So let's... Uh, well, I thought we had to wait for Scotty. Let's dive in on this. Uh, well, we don't have to. Okay. I just didn't feel like reading two from him last week. Um, so this week we have none, so we'll, we'll read the drunk email. Do it. I like it. Um, Wait, is this the right one? How drunk is he? I don't know. Drunk email number one. There it is. Okay, I clicked the wrong one. Dear the Weenie Hut Bad Boys. That's weird. Normally try to put a sapphot in there somewhere. Uh, Hey, dudes, I hope your weeks have been amazing and blazing. I'm writing this drunk on my phone to celebrate my birthday, so bear with me. Question time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think there's any way that Warren can use his position to finesse his way into the Jericho Cruise? Yes. No, I can't. Uh, because that would require me taking time off, and I am not allowed time off in the time that the Jericho Cruise is happening. When's the Jericho Cruise? Otherwise, I would have already bought tickets. Right. Uh, did October, end of October, 27, 28, 29. So it would be right around the Howler as well. Yeah, can't miss the Howler. No, unfortunately. Otherwise, fuck, I'd, I legit would already have tickets to go on that thing. Uh, two, when do they drop Jason Jordan? Or do they? Mm, I don't think they drop him like from the roster. I think he's a good enough athlete. Mm. And I think you could do some good enough character stuff with him. I just think what they're doing with him now is not good. Yeah. Turn him heel and get him away from Angle. And then maybe there's something. Who knows what he's like when he's a heel right. away from Angle. Like, based he's a what totally different character. Based on what we've seen from him, I don't think he'll ever get main event. No. But he'd be great mid-carder. Mm-hmm. Uh, three is Bobby Roode a good choice to challenge for the U.S. title? Yeah, I think so. I think Bobby Roode is got U.S. title written all over him in terms of his place on the card. I think they, outside of Baron Corbin, they it's been this weird thing where these NXT call ups haven't gone for titles. Mm-hmm. Like even Samoa Joe and Bobby Roode at the same time are going for that mid card title now. Yeah. Um. So I think that's a good look. Former NXT champions trying to get more gold now. Right. Um, well, it's a stepping stone title, you know. Like it's it's usually not a stepping stone if they win it. It's a stepping stone what happens after they win it, because it's it's the guys who they put the mid card title on and then they hold it for like months. Yeah, that are the guys who usually end up on the on the main event card sooner rather than later. Uh, does Oscar ever end up losing, or does she stay undefeated for her whole run? If not, who beats her? Uh, no, I don't think she stays undefeated. I think there is 0% chance she stays undefeated past the Mania after this one. So like a year and right. a half from now. Yeah, I can see them building her to Mania, and I think Mania might be still too soon to have her yeah. lose that match. But then I could see any 
big moment after that mania. Mm-hmm. It's tough to tell right now. You're right. Yeah. Based on the current, I don't think, if I had to guess, I don't think it would be anybody on the current roster that would beat her right now. I think there is a chance with Charlotte only because yes, I think WWE, be yeah, I think the WWE is fine with Charlotte being the face of the women's division over Oscar, even, but Oscar would be like your unbeatable force. I think it'll be Ronda Rousey. Ah, it could be Ronda Rousey. But that timeline wise works perfectly with you, what mm-hmm. you said, because I think they are going to do. It's also just way harder to keep someone undefeated when you work weekly television. Yeah. Whereas in NXT, it was like, well, you could have a month without seeing Asuka in a match, mm-hmm. especially when she was the champ. Sometimes she wouldn't even def- defend it at like Unless a she show. Goes back to doing that, just like a nobody's ready for me. Yep. Call me when you got somebody that wants to try, but nobody's ready for me. Female Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Fuck it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. We don't need to see her every week. Nope. Don't need to see Brock every week. No. I still stand by the fact that I have 100%. no problem with Brock being nope. the champion and not totally. showing up. If it was somebody else, it'd probably be different. But because it is Brock, yeah, and how he is, you have to and, fe- you have to feel that he yeah. feels important. Exactly. Uh, five, where would you guys bring a lady on a date locally? Locally? Ooh. Um. I've just, I've always been a dinner and a movie guy. I don't like movies on dates. No way. No, I like to talk. Uh, you talk at dinner though. Mm. But movie is a great excuse not to talk to someone for two hours. It's true. That's um, the awkwardness. <laughs> sure. Uh, but wouldn't you rather figure out that, oh, shit, this is awkward. Let's not I mean, do this again. <laughs> as a, as I think a rule of thumb, first dates are just generally awkward, period. Yeah. Regardless of Fair. whether there's a connection or not. Yeah. Some more than others, which is usually a good sign that there's not a lot of future there. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I usually go with the movie on the first one just because it, if it is going bad, then at least I'm going to have two hours to watch this movie and hopefully enjoy it. Maybe the movie's good. goes to shit. I'm going to say... Tell us world of science. That's a cool place. Yep. Get to learn some stuff. Sure. A little education up in there. Yep. Laugh at inappropriate things. Because kind of like the movie, there's got to be stuff. I don't find myself interesting enough right. yeah. to fucking, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, we'd go walk the river valley. No. Because I'd fuck be like, that. what the fuck? I'm going to need to, like, bring a whole stand-up routine. and Yeah. Fucking also, I don't like walking very much. Well, that too. Um, but yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe the rec room. That might be fun. Yeah, Go video play, games, some, play some ski ball. Yeah. Great place. Good. Uh, bowling. Bowling, bowling is, is a flawless yeah. first date. That's a real fun one too. Unless they're like super competitive. Which, in which case for some plug. people, the plug right some there. people might like a good competitive maybe. person in there. You know, some people like some weird stuff. It's true. Maybe a girl who wants to see where she, she can stick that bowling okay. ball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, six, does War Games get its on pay-per-view, or is it something that the WWE can break out willy-billy once they bring it up to the main stage? Uh, I don't think you have that even once a year. Yeah, no, it's got to be super, super special. Yeah. Uh, because if they stop doing the Elimination Chamber because it was too big, mm-hmm. I something tells me that a Cage yeah. with two rings that cuts into the amount of seats that you can sell, which cuts into the money that yeah. you make. Which probably changes your production setup yeah. because you are got to be wide enough for two rings now. And, and the camera and everything is different. The so. poor son of a bitch who's got to be in between the rings trying to dodge people. It the would camera be, guy. be nice to have it just for when it comes up organically. 
<laughs> like all of the other gimmick matches that shouldn't be on a yeah. fucking exclusive pay-per-view. We need to get less of them, not add more in. Uh, 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 seven, does TM61 ever come back to do anything, or are they done? Potential I singles runs? forgot that they were a thing. That's why you should play WWE 2K18, because that's how I remember that they were a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't even remember what they were doing when they left. And they why were they getting left. right up to the, well, one of them got hurt. They were getting right up to mm. the titles. They were kind of going with Authors of Pain, I think. Maybe it was Authors of Pain that injured them. Yeah, maybe it's the, uh, maybe they're the tag, maybe they won the tag titles. Are they doing another Dusty tournament? Like, what, what happened to that? That's true. I also don't think the Dusty tournament needs to be every year. True. It's I would be okay with it being They got year. a lot of tag teams down there right now, though, too. Yeah. So. They have the depth for it. But Are we due for another happen. Dusty? Yeah, well, it should have happened end of the summer is when the first two they were. usually happen? No. Yeah. So it, we're well due. Overdue. F if I know, Warren. Um, Eight, is Bray Wyatt close to done? Is there a way to save him? Well, I think we got that answer this week. That yeah, I think Bray Wyatt's going to be doing God's work. Some breaking. Mm-hmm. Man's fin to break some people, which is okay. Um, question is... Does Matt Hardy become his disciple, or does he become Matt Hardy's disciple? Because I think that would be a cool thing to do, too, is that for the first time ever, Bray is following somebody. Because Matt is just that fucking lunacy. Right. I don't know. There's some stuff to be done there. I would like Bray to be the leader for the beginning, and then maybe for Matt to overthrow him. While still being broken. While still being broken. Yes, yes. So it's a, a babyface broken character. Yes. Which they did do, I think, at a certain point that he or, was. Or maybe they're they're both kind of looking a little bit babyface because they're going to get the crowd behind them doing this whole broken thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then what if Matt turns on Bray and that's how you turn Bray pure babyface? Sure. Two birds stoned at once. Yep. You get Works a good heel broken Matt Hardy. Works for me. And the babyface Bray we've been... Some strong booking you've put together there. None of that will happen. Which means that none of it will ever happen. Okay, well, that's the email this week. If you'd like to send us one next week, how many people favorited that tweet? Three. Hmm. Gizmo, Mike the Ref, and Duncan. Well, Duncan, you're excused, but Mike the Ref and Gizmo. Don't just like the tweet. Hook a brother up with with an email. Sapod316 at yahoo.com. Where you can find us on there. All right, let's uh, let's toss it on over. Uh, as I said earlier today, uh, or in the podcast, I mean, uh, recorded this earlier in the week. But these uh, these questions are exclusive to the Sat Pod. I asked him if he was okay with that, and he said yes. His name is Chris Jericho, and this is my interview with him. <laughs>
very proud to be welcoming onto the Spanish announce table a wrestler that I think we can all agree on has been one of our favorites for a very, very long time. He is a Canadian. He is from Winnipeg, you idiots. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Jericho joining me on the phone right now. We'll get right into the questions. Obviously, you made a huge announcement this past month that you are going to be facing Kenny Omega and New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 12 on January 4th. What are your thoughts going into this match just over a month from now? Just uh, the perfect timing, you know. Uh, Kenny Omega is, is the biggest star in New Japan, which is the biggest wrestling company in the world that's not WWE. And Kenny Omega is also from Winnipeg, which so am I. And there was a lot of similarities and a lot of interest in this. And it was something that was pitched to me as almost like an aside, like, like a joke. And to me, it seemed like it was the perfect thing to do. Um, I've been working in the WWE for 17 years. I've never worked a match outside of their ring in the last 17 years. Um, there's not a lot that would make me leave the WWE to do this, but I thought just the perfect timing of Jericho versus Omega. In a lot of ways, it's almost like McGregor versus uh, Mayweather, and it's, 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 a, it's a match that nobody thought they would ever see. So it's almost like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, how did this even happen? And that's what I like. I always like to shake things up and to keep people on their toes and to keep people excited about what I'm doing, and I think this is good for the wrestling business as a whole. It's good for New Japan, it's good for Omega, it's good for Jericho, it's good for the WWE, because everybody knows that I'm a WWE guy. It's not like I'm, I'm quitting the WWE to join New Japan, but it's, it's, it's you know, a once-in-a-lifetime thing of seeing these two incredible performers from two different worlds, but we could both come from this fairly small town in Canada, so there's a lot of cohesiveness and a lot of similarities, so it's exciting for me, and at this point in my career, I only do things that, that excite me. I don't do things uh, because I have to. I don't do things for money. I don't do things that other people want me to do. I just do what I want to do, and, and for, for me to want to do something, it has to be exciting, very um, creatively stimulating, I guess you'd say. And the whole concept of Alpha versus Omega, Jericho versus Kenny, uh, just intrigued me right off the bat. So was it an easy decision for you then, or was it a lot of you know, planning, and was there a lot of different factors that went into it, or was it just, you know, this is something that I want to do, so screw it, let's do it? Well, I mean, that was the original thing, but then, of course, you've got to put the deal together, and you came with the Japanese who think one way, and Jericho thinks another way, and like I said, like, for me to leave, you know, the WWE and to go to Vince McMahon and say, hey, man, I got this, this idea, this thing I'm going to do, there has to be some substantial, you know, reward to that, so it took a while to get that, to get it right, and once... New Japan signed off on what I wanted. Uh, the rest was, was, was easy. So um, I think it's something that, that everybody wanted to see happen, and that's half the battle. When, when you want to see it happen, it makes it a lot easier to actually make it happen. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a big-time deal. It's, it's a one-shot thing, and probably will never happen again. And if it does, it won't be in Japan, I don't think. So, um, like I said, it, it's, it's one of those very rare things, which is a dream match. And, you know, a very cool thing that two Winnipeggers are headlining the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan, and, and the, the sales to this date are two and a half times larger than they were last year this far out. So people in Japan are excited about it as well. So I think it's going to be one of those once-in-a-lifetime very memorable nights. And finally, just really quickly, what is Kenny Omega to the wrestling business? Can you kind of summarize? Like, is, is he the future in the eyes of Jericho? There's, there's a whole new kind of... a. Uh, um, faction that's starting up now of guys that are, that are making decisions to not go to the WWE. 
similar to, to what I did when I was studying. My whole dream was to go to the WWE. There was no rush for me. I was going to go there when it was right. I wasn't going to compromise my abilities or sacrifice what I thought that I deserved to go there. And there's a lot of guys like Kenny and the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and Marty Skrull, basically the whole Bullet Club that work Ring of Honor, and they work New Japan. And I know this because they're, they're on the, the Rock and Wrestling Rage and I see um, all of them, the entire Bullet Club. So they're making this conscious decision to not go to the WWE because they know it's not going anywhere. And when the time is right, they'll be able to walk in there and basically cut their own deal to a certain extent. I and mean, it's still Vince's world, but it just makes them more valuable to do things their own way. And that's what I like about Kenny. Um, match-wise, yeah, he's incredible. But to me, the match isn't as important as the story and, and the reason behind the match. That's what I'm into at this point in time. And I, I think a guy like Kenny is the future, maybe not in the future in the WWE, but the future of how the wrestling business is going to where the business is thriving worldwide. And you don't have to be in WWE to make a good living and become very, very famous. So it's a, it's a cool dichotomy. I'm sure the WWE is salivating at the prospect of getting a Kenny Omega. But... If they do get him, what do they do? Send him to NXT? Do they give him a big push? I mean, it all depends. Vince is a different animal. He does things his way, and those guys might not want to do it their, his way. They might want to do it their own way, and that's what they're doing. So it is kind of a whole new way of thinking, and I like that. It just gives more options to everybody. And when I decide to go work with Kenny in New Japan, it becomes a big deal because of that. So it helps everybody for sure. All right, Chris. Well, thank you very much for your time. I very much appreciate you stopping by. Make sure that you do tune in to check out New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 12 on January 4th. All right, there it is. Uh, let's pick a pay-per-view really quickly here. Brando? Let's do, in honor of Chris Jericho, hmm. Vengeance 2001. The year he became the first ever mm. undisputed champion of the world. Take 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 a take a just a stab in the dark at what band uh, was the the theme song for that? Just a stab in the dark, eh? Um, saliva. Nope, but you're close. Drowning uh, pool. Drowning pool. Yeah. Okay, the yeah. other one. <laughs> Sinner is the uh, the name of it. Sponsored by Lugs. That's how you know it's an early 2000s pay per view as well. <laughs> Uh, Sunday night heat match. APA, Bradshaw and Farouk defeated Billy and Chuck in a tag team match. Uh, Albert and Scotty to Hottie defeated Christian and Test. I forgot about that. I don't remember them ever being together. Yeah. That's <laughs> fucking weird. weird. Yeah. Um, Edge defended his Intercontinental Championship against William Regal. Yeah. I remember this pay-per-view great. You know why I remember this pay-per-view really well? Because whenever I decided to go back and watch the pay-per-views from... When I was really into wrestling, this is the first one I watched. This is where you start? This is always where I start. Yeah. Uh, topical, Jeff Hardy defeated Matt Hardy with Lita as special guest referee. Mm-hmm. Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon with Stacey Keebler defeated Big Show and Kane um, to defend their tag team championships. Good. The Undertaker defeated Rob Van Dam in a hardcore match to win the hardcore championship. Yep. 11-04. Trish Stratus defended her women's championship against Jack Holland. Stone Cold Steve Austin defended his WWF championship against Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle at 1505. That's right. Chris Jericho defeated The Rock to win the world championship. I hated Chris Jericho back there. Chris Jericho defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin to uh, become the first ever undisputed WWF champion. You know who interfered in that match? I, I, I vaguely remember. Was it? 
Steph? No, it was before the Steph stuff, right? Yeah. Was a male superstar. Oof. Uh, I don't remember. This would lead to a, I believe it would lead to a beatdown in a supermarket. Oh, Booker T, right. His, right. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I did know that. I totally didn't know that. That's right. And that this is that was Booker T coming over because this was after the invasion. Yeah. Uh, Booker T had gone the way of WCW, disappeared for a while, and then made his triumphant return, mm. beating up Stone Cold so Chris Jericho could get the uh, Undisputed Championship. Bless him. Bless him for it. That's the right. world was never the same, ever, ever the same again. Fuck that up, but that's okay. Mm. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at... The Diesel Barris is me, at Satpod as well. Uh, I'm at Brando1990. At ScottBox64, at BB Boris, uh, at PW Wrestling C8 as well. At I am Chris Jericho. There, give a nice plug for our honorary special third guest of the Satpod this week. Even though he wasn't actually here. Uh, that is it. We'll be back with another podcast next week. Uh, do, would you like to take us out with a word of wisdom? Hmm. Until next time. We struggle with this sometimes. We do. We, you know, That's why I didn't even say Scotty. Is, I just, yeah, you just can say whatever you want. Right now. Yeah. Um, Throw something up there if you'd like. Until uh, next time. Uh, fuck your cunt if it's in here. <laughs> Woo!